St. Luke chapter number 8. St. Luke chapter number 8. St. Luke chapter number 8. Another thing I was going to mention, I've noticed that during revival... Well, after revival during this time, it just seems like everybody's a little bit more refreshed. Amen. Have you noticed that, Brother Greg? It, it feels good, don't it? It feels good to be. And we, every single one of us needs to be refreshed. Amen. Uh, but anyway, St. Luke chapter number 8, going to start reading at verse number 40. And the Bible says, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had one only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him, and a woman having an issue of blood, twelve years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied Peter, and they that were with him, said, Master, the multitude throng thee, and press thee, and saith thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead, trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed, they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out, and took her by the hand, and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway. And he commanded to give her meat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for all that you do. And Lord, I pray that you'd look over us here tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd look over each and every one that's represented here. And Lord, I pray that you'd touch each and every heart, Lord. And uh, Lord, I just thank you, God, for all the wonderful things that you can do for us, Lord, if we would only ask in faith believing, Lord. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would just continue to look over this house, Lord, and just build a hedge up around it, Lord, and keep Satan out of it, Lord God. Keep whatever may come in, Lord, that would hinder us from worshiping you, Lord. And I just thank you, God, for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. You may be seated. I was thinking uh, this week and just study. I've been studying a little bit in Luke, but there's two different things going on here. 
And, and I want to just preach on one about Jairus' daughter here. And what I want to preach is when all hope is gone, I begin to think about these two things that was going on here and Jesus being right in the middle of it. He had one man saying, Hey, I need you to come to my daughter. I need you to come to my house. My daughter lays dying. But on the other hand, there were so many people around him, I guarantee you, he couldn't even breathe. I mean, people coming up, wanting to get healed, wanting to see the Messiah. And see right here, I believe without a shadow of a doubt this just shows how powerful Jesus was. And this is the exact reason why people didn't like Him because they wasn't going and listening to the big wigs. They wasn't going and listening to the doctrines because they knew that the Messiah was there and they knew if they could just get in touch with Him everything would be alright. And see this man come down to Jesus faith believing that Jesus would come into the house and, and touch his daughter and she'd be made whole. But on another hand, here was a woman and she had an issue with blood. But you know what I find out? She had a lot more faith than that man did because instead of saying, hey, I need you to come home with me, she said, you know what? I'm not even going to ask him. I'm just going to touch a whole day. Praise God because I know I'll be made whole. And see, at, at, during all this time, Jesus was focused on her because he knew that somebody had touched him. Somebody had needed healing. And you know what I find? The man... begin to think how God used that one time and changed it totally around. Hey man, no doubt about it. I guarantee you Jairus was absolutely upset. He come to Jesus looking for something and Jesus was helping somebody else and she died. No doubt about it. So what did Jesus do? Jesus went on home with him. Jesus walked in there, and I, I couldn't imagine losing my, I couldn't imagine losing a kid. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine walking in and seeing your only kid dead. And there was a bunch of people, the Bible says, crying over him, wailing over him. But you know what I find when Jesus, the Bible says, when Jesus said she's not dead but sleepeth, what does the Bible say? They all laughed and they all mocked. They thought that this man Jesus didn't know what he was talking about. And the only thing he had to do was walk in the room, praise God, and say, made arise. And praise God, she got up and arose. And see, I believe when all hope is gone and when Jesus gets on the scene that's when we can lift up our hands and be glad and realize how powerful that Jesus is see brother I'm telling you we're not serving a dead God we're serving the living God the only God that's still alive I believe that his disciples when they put him in that tomb and they sealed it up I believe there's a part of them that thought you know what it's done it's over with that's when God works, so brother. They thought, you know what? The people that killed him, they thought it's done. It's over with. Praise God, we don't have to worry about it no more. And I have no doubt that the disciples thought all hope is gone. All hope is gone. 
And you know what I find, thank you, brother, on that third day when Jesus come out of that tomb and Mary and Martha went down there. Praise God, I find that Jesus come out of the tomb and Jesus was alive. I'm going to tell you, I love it when all hope is gone. I love seeing people get down to where they have nothing else to rely on and they turn to God and praise God, He makes it all better. That's the greatest thing. That's the greatest testimony that a man could ever give. I can tell you testimonies I've heard of people that went to prison, praise God, that was so caught up in the drugs, they were so caught up in alcohol, they were so caught up in the world. Their parents, their friends, praise God, the people that went to church with them, maybe they thought, you know what, all hope's gone for them. But Jesus don't ever look at it that way. Thank God, Jesus never looks at it that way. Jesus always knows that there's hope. And praise God, there's always hope in Christ Jesus. Always hope in Christ Jesus. Paul and Silas, when they were thrown in jail, that's one of my favorite Thrown in jail. Praise God, I'm sure without a shadow of a doubt, if some of us got there, we'd think all hope is gone. Praise God, we're stuck in this jail. We can't get out. Praise God. And God showed up. And God showed up. You look at all the time. You just you look story after story in the Bible. And you find people during their times that they were struggling. You find people in their times of trouble. That's when Jesus showed up. That's when God showed up. Same way today, brother. I'm going to tell you what, if a Christian's in need, praise God, he'll show up. Amen. If a sinner's in need, Jesus will be there. Even though the world says that, praise God, this man named Jesus wasn't exactly the way we think he was. Praise God, they're nothing but a bunch of liars because I know that my God works on his terms, praise God. And even at the end of the day, even at the end of the day, when all hope's gone, he's still there. Praise God. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? I'm going to tell you, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine when Jesus walked in that room. You know, if I would have been there and they would have laughed at me, I would have turned right around and I'd left out of there. But Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't. The only thing he had to do was walk in there. Praise God. You see, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, Bear with me for a minute. I believe that Jesus could have stood right there where that woman touched him. He could have stood right there and said, Josh, your daughter's made whole going home. Without a shadow of a doubt. He could have done it. There's times he's done it in the Word of God. He could have done it right then. But I believe he saw people there at that house that did not have the faith. I believe he saw people that was in that house that needed to see something to get right with God. And he walked in there. And praise God. You know, I couldn't imagine having Jesus in your house. Amen. I couldn't imagine seeing him walking in my house. And I'm sure everybody in there, when he walked in, I'm sure everybody in there had in the back of their mind, well, that's the man that's supposed to perform all the miracles. He's a little late now. But thank God. (laughs) When the world says there's no more hope, Praise God, when you think that you're on your last leg, when you think you can't go on no further, praise God. That's when Jesus walks in. That's when Jesus takes control. Lazarus, Lazarus, when Jesus raised him from the dead, 
Everybody around. Well, don't go in there. He's been dead for a little while. He probably stinks. Praise God. Jesus didn't care about the stench. That's right. Praise God. Jesus walked in there and said, Lazarus, arise. Praise God. And he rose and said, you know what? I've always heard it said. I never did understand it because I don't know much. Praise God. I'm not educated as much as everybody else. But you know what? If Jesus would have walked in there and said, arise, I believe everybody in the cemetery would have gotten up, praise God, and walked out. That's the power Jesus had. I'm going to tell you what. Now don't get all don't get all down on me for a minute. But there was no hope for us to go to heaven in the law. Amen. There was no hope for us, folks. And you can sit there all day long and you can think about your good works, praise God. And I'm going to tell you what your works is not what's going to save you, amen. It ain't going to get you nowhere. Praise God, it may get you on a church board. Hey, man, that's about it. But you know what? God looked down at a bunch of unworthy people. Hey, man, he looked down and there's a search made in heaven, praise God. And he knew at the end of the day, without his son Jesus, there was no hope. Jesus held up his hand and said, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go die for them. I'll go die for the sinners. Praise God, when we thought there was no hope, Christ come. Christ come. I'm going to tell you what, when I thought there was no hope for me, in the family I was born into. I thought there was no hope for me. I thought I was supposed to be like my daddy. I thought I was supposed to be like the rest of my family. And at the end of the day, when Jesus saved me, I found the hope. I found the compassion. I found the long-suffering, praise God. I found the master. I found the man that could save anybody from hell. No matter what they've done, no matter where they've been, praise God, hope is in Jesus. The man, I think I preached it here before, the man at the pool of Bethsaida had an infirmity, I believe, 40-some, 30-some years. Don't quote me on that because I'm not doing for sure. Had an infirmity for quite a while. And every time the angels come down there and they stirred that water up, everybody would go in front of him. Jesus walked by him. Come along. 
and put him down there in that water. Jesus didn't have to because he is the living water. Jesus didn't have to because he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. Praise God, he is everything. Most importantly, he is our only hope. He is our only hope. Thank God. You know, you read, look at Paul's life. Look at Paul. I love, y'all know I love Paul's life because that's all I talk about. Amen. But you look at his life. You think a man at the end of the road. Amen. You look at his life and you think there's no more for him. He can't go on no further and look what he made. Because he gave his life to Christ. Because he said, Jesus, come in. Because he accepted the calling of God. That's Jesus, folks. That's God. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you what, you get a one-on-one encounter with him and you realize that your only hope is Jesus Christ, praise God. I'm going to tell you what, things look a little bit better. Things start looking up. Could you imagine when that maid come up out of that bed, could you imagine when everybody thought? Could you imagine that? When Jesus come out of the grave, Praise God, could you imagine what everybody thought? I'm going to tell you something, folks. When all hope is gone, Jesus is there. When when you feel, and I, I, I say this all the time, but when you feel you're at your rope's end, you can't go on no further. Praise God. He's not. And you know, Satan, that's when Satan comes in and tells you that God's not with you no more. And God don't like you no more. And God don't love you no more. When all that takes place. And God shows that beautiful hand reaching out to get a hold of you. Praise God, that's when you realize that if you just put your hope, your care, your faith, you put everything in Jesus, you've got it all. You have got it all. I'm going to tell you what, you can go out out of this church house tonight and you can buy everything the world offers you, praise God. You can buy new cars, you can buy your new house, you can buy your 70 different wives, amen. I don't know who would want to do that. But anyway, you can buy it all. And you'll still, you'll still be lacking something. You'll still want something. Praise God. You'll still need something. And you know what it is? Jesus. Jesus. I've been around a lot of rich people before. No doubt about it. I'm going to tell you what. You would think that rich people would be the happiest people that you'd ever be around, but they ain't. They ain't. Praise God. They think, well, I've got this and I've got that, and they, when they get down, they come and buy something else new, and next thing you know, they get down again. They're lacking something, and it's Jesus. They're lacking something, and it's Jesus. Now get verse number 56. And her parents was astonished but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done they saw what had just happened but Jesus told them don't tell anybody what I've done that was for them that was for you praise God that was for every single one of us here and you know I find (coughs) Jesus you, you look at the wonderful things that Jesus did. If we had everything, all the miracles that Jesus done, the Bible says the books could not contain them. We've only got a little portion 
of the wonderful things that Jesus done. Can you imagine what else he done and told his disciples? Don't write it down. Don't tell nobody about that. Praise God. But you think about the people that were saved off that and saw his life and cared and in faith believing accepted Jesus. It's astonishing to me. It's astonishing to me. I can't comprehend how a man so perfect. I mean, we live around people every day that isn't perfect. Amen. I live around one every day that ain't perfect. Praise God. And I live with him. I go with him everywhere. Amen. He is not perfect. And his name's God. But I've got a man that goes with me. Praise God that he is perfect. I've got a man that looks over me wherever I go, whatever I do, no matter how I feel, praise God, I don't care if I've got the flu, I don't care if I've got COVID, he's still right there with me. Amen. 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 I went and visited some people this evening, and it's one of my favorite things to do, and you know what, one of them fed me. Amen. You don't find that often. Amen. They fed me. But I love going to visit. the way it is folks our only hope is in Jesus when all hope's gone you know the world will tell you that that at the end of the day you can the world's got the world thinks that they've got everything figured out don't they? I mean we'll just put that in there they think that they can figure everything out I'm going to tell you something you can't figure it all out unless you have Jesus that's the only way you can figure things out but you know they'll tell you that there's a way Listen to me. There's a way to combat your your uh, 
addictions. There's way you can go to counseling. You can do this and you can do that. But you know what I find? There's no greater thing to do than go straight to Jesus. There's no greater thing to do than call upon the name of the Lord. I find that it works every time. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days out of the year, you can go straight to the Lord and He's right there waiting on you. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Praise God, you don't have to call preacher. Praise God, you can call the preacher. Hey man, I hear people all the time, preacher, I need you to come pray for me. I need you to pray for me. No doubt about it. I pray for him. Praise God. But you ought to be talking to God. Amen. You ought to be talking to God, interceding. Praise God. Now there's no doubt about it. I believe a preacher can get to God just like everybody else can. People look up to him. But I believe just the same way you get in touch with Jesus. Praise God. Mildred can pray a prayer that I can't. Brother Greg can pray a, pray a prayer I can't. Sister Tracy back there can pray a prayer that I can't. You ever notice when we come up and we gather at this altar how many different pray, prayers that's going on? I'm praying for something totally different than Brother Greg. Brother Greg's praying something totally different from Brother Joey. Praise God, it's all different. Do you know what I find? Jesus hears them all. I find that Jesus... Here's them all. Tonight I want to leave you with this. People will tell you to rely more on your pastor. I hear it all the time. Well, I rely on my pastor. I rely on my pastor. Let me tell you something. You rely on Jesus. Amen. You rely on Jesus. There's only so much Brother Greg can do, but there's nothing that God can you rely on him a little bit more. Praise God. Now, there's no doubt about it. I understand it 100%. We like to get in touch with the preacher. But you get in touch with God. You get in touch with the preacher, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Things are a lot better. Bible says, confess your faults to one another. That's a lost art in the house of God. Amen. We don't confess our faults to each other like we used to. Amen. We don't want people knowing our faults. We don't want people to know our failures anymore because we're afraid that somebody's going to judge them. Well, I'm going to tell you one you can take your faults to, you can take your troubles to, and he'll never judge you about it. You know what he'll do about it? He'll help you with it. He'll help you through it. Praise God, I'm going to tell you something. When all hope is gone, there's Jesus. Mildred, will you come to the piano tonight? Mama, will you come to the piano tonight? Folks, we're too near home. Amen. We're too close to home not to be relying on Jesus. Every day we live, when we wake up in the morning, when we go to bed at night, we ought to be relying on Jesus. Amen. If we'll all stand tonight, Every head bowed and every eye closed. <clears throat> While Mama finds a song. Man. But I want to ask you tonight. Are you at your rope's end?
Do you feel like you can't go on any further? Maybe there's somebody in your life that's struggling, needs help. Come pray for them. I know people don't like to come to the altar because they, they think, well, what's everybody going to think about me? That, this is not the place and this is not the time to be thinking about that. It's between you and the Lord Jesus. Nobody else's business. Please come. Please come. I find when people realize that there's no more hope, I realize that it's the greatest time. That is the time when Jesus walks in and He takes your bad time and turns it into a wonderful time. Please come. Please come. Don't wait any longer. Please come.